Good evening, everyone. Pastor Rusty Martin here, Tuesday night, November the 3rd. I trust you have gone and voted and voted your righteousness, and uh, we just trust God's hand is upon our nation. I know uh, we're studying the negative emotions of the day and of the hour, and uh, I'm sure that there are people that are panicking, people that are having anxiety, and I, there's even people that are very angry because of this election that's going on right now. But thank God, as believers, we don't have to live in panic, we don't have to live in anxiety, and we don't have to live angry. Uh, scriptures that we read yesterday when we left off, let me read this again in Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 21. Read two translations. It says here, My son, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. This is speaking of the wisdom that is produced by the word of God. So shall thy be life unto thy soul and grace unto thy neck. Uh, it shall keep thee in thy way safely and thou shalt not stumble. When you lie down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. That's a good scripture right there. If you're having trouble sleeping, just take that scripture, meditate on it, and speak it out. Be not afraid of sudden fear, panic, sudden fear, uh, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Let me read it in my passion Bible. I like it in the passion. It says, my child, never drift off course from these two goals for your life, to walk in wisdom and to discover discernment. Now, discernment is, is a, the, the ability to, to discern the good from the bad, the right from the wrong. Uh, you know, if you are suffering with panic and anxiety and, uh, and anger, you need to discern the right path for deliverance. Now, I know there's people that they may have to take medication, they may have to have counseling, whatever, but you're still, your clear path is the Word of God because the medication does not contain the power, the counseling does not contain the power, but the Word of God, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is the power. So that's the power that delivers us and keeps us from these terrible, terrible emotions. It says, uh, my child, let me read it again. My child, never drift off course from these two goals for your life, to walk in wisdom and to discover discernment, don't ever forget how they empower you. Just what I said. For they strengthen you inside and out and inspire you to do what's right. You'll be energized. You'll be refreshed by the healing they bring. They, they give you living hope to guide you and not one of life's tests will cause you to stumble. Now listen to that. That's the word of God. Not one of life's tests will cause you to stumble. You will sleep like a baby safe and sound. Your rest will be sweet and secure. You will not be subject to terror or panic or anxiety or anger, for it will not terrify you, nor will the disrespectful be able to push you aside, because God is your confidence in times of crisis. Now listen to that. God is your confidence in times of crisis, keeping your heart at rest in every situation. What a good confession that makes. Thank you, Heavenly Father. My heart is at rest. I have confidence. You keep me in times of crisis. Listen, say that over and over and over again. Now listen, I know there's an election going on today. 
don't panic because of the outcome. You say, well, my, my candidate I thought was going to win didn't win. Or my candidate over here. Listen, God is in control of your life. Governments come and go. Leaders come and go. But God is in control of your life. And you need to make a decision to let him have control in your life. Now, let's kind of take these one by one for just a moment. Panic. That's a unique emotion. Every one of us have experienced panic. Uh, uh, I was thinking back, you know, over different experiences of my life about times in which you panic. Uh, I know I, I really kind of try to pull back from using a, a, a surfing examples because not everybody can relate to surfing, you know, riding waves on a fiberglass board. But it's something that I've done for 47 years. I've learned a few life lessons surfing. And this particular day, I learned a real life lesson about panic. I, uh, Leah and I were just graced by God and so privileged for, for just about 10 to 11 years to be involved in a wonderful move of God on the Waianae coast of Hawaii. Uh, that's the west side. It's an area in which most of the local people live. It's an area they told us that we would never have any success in, that we you know, would not, should not go there, would not, should not go there. But God said go. And we obeyed God, and God just, it was just, there's no way to describe what a wonderful uh, few years we had uh, ministering to those wonderful people and enjoying the move of God. Well, being a surfer, we would always schedule time to go surfing. Leah and I were there at a particular time in which we were not holding crusade meetings, we were holding revival meetings in the individual churches. So we had completed our assignment and task, and we had a few days over, uh, a few days to stay over and rest. And to just, you know, have some nice recreation. We love Hawaii. We love everything that the islands are. And uh, so I was surfing one day. She went to the beach with a book, and she was sitting on the beach, and I was surfing. And it was a pretty benign day. The, the, the waves were kind of small. Now, I'm wise enough. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 60s now and still surf. But, but even back then, I think I was in my late 40s, early 50s. And by that time, I was wise enough. I, I didn't have anything to prove to anybody. I just like to ride waves, you know. And so, so uh, you know, I'm out there, and I never, I never surf a rising swell because I don't want to put myself in a position which I can't handle. So I knew it wasn't a rising swell. It was a small swell that had pretty much peaked out. And so I was out there just having a blast. And there was just a few uh, local boys out there having a good time. And all of a sudden, I noticed all of the locals were paddling, not in toward the beach, but out toward the horizon. And I, and I sat there maybe 10, 15 seconds wondering to myself, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? Then I saw it. Out on the very horizon, you could see these waves, these beautiful, uh, the Pacific Ocean. There's no way to describe the power that is in that ocean. Uh, it was just, it was just, you could see a, a set of waves. A set is a group of anywhere from three to maybe 15 waves. You could see it way out on the horizon. So if you see something that far out, you know it's big. You know it's powerful. Uh, the phenomenon that was happening that day, uh, there are many seismic events that take place off the big island because of the volcanic activity. So they have little mini earthquakes on the ocean floor and they can just pop up a 20, 30 foot wave just, just instantaneously. Well, these local guys knew what that was and they just started taking off. And so I was behind them about 50 to 75 yards and I was paddling with everything I had. And sure enough, these waves were approaching, these waves were approaching and they begin to stack up in front of me about 20 to 25 foot. 
and I knew I was not in a good place. Sure enough, that first wave broke over and boom, landed right on top. It drove me 20 foot down as fast as you could snap your fingers. And I mean to tell you, it was a violent, violent experience. I came up, took one breath, and the next one hit me. Came up, took another breath, and the next one hit me. And by that time, I was in full panic. I mean, I, 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 you named the emotion I was going through. I knew that I could not survive another wave. I did not have the lung capacity. It was driving me so deep and taking me so long to get back to the top. I knew if I get hit by one more wave, this is going to do me in. I'm going to end up drowning and be a statistic. And my wife on the beach is going to have to deal with this situation. I begin to cry out to God. I begin to say, God, save me. Do something, Lord. And I remember swimming to the top. And when I got to the top after that third wave, amazingly, my surfboard was sitting right next to me. I had enough strength to grab it, get on it, and I paddled up that fourth wave, which right as it peaked and uh, right as it, it, it crested and began to fold over, I went right over the top and I was safe. You know, it was a violent enough event that, that Leah, she testified later, told me later when I got to the beach, she said, I felt the ground shaking. I knew something was going on. I was walking up and down, up and down praying. Thank God, God delivered me, but I went through an extreme panic because of that. Now, the reason I use that illustration, like I say, many of you may not be able to relate to it. I hope I was able to explain it. Many times that's how panic comes into our life. One thing that knocks us down, knocks us down, and we're doing everything we can get out, and then something else will come along, and then something else will come along. And next thing you know, we're kind of in a full panic mode, and that, that emotion of that panic begins to take hold of us. Physically, you can feel it. It gets up in like a big knot in your chest, and you're, you're kind of thinking, what's going to happen next, Lord? What's going to be the outcome of this? What's going to be the outcome of that? But i got good news for you. God is your rescuer. As much as, he, as he's your savior, your healer, your baptizer in the Holy Ghost, he's your rescuer. Listen, that's when you cry out to God is in the midst of your panic. You say, well, pastor, you know, uh, I've got some things going on. I've had a financial hit. I've had a physical hit. There's things going on in my job or my business. And it's just, I, I, I'm panicking right now. I don't know what to do. Well, here's where the word of God, prayer. And let me just say this. Coming to church helps when you're in that panic mode and things go. Listen, when you take time to worship God in a service, you sit and hear the word of God. You listen to the testimonies of what God is doing. You've got to make a decision in your own heart to engage against that panic. Because here's what panic does. Panic is the precursor to putting you into the state of anxiety. Listen, I could have let that event uh, uh, that happened to me just stopped me from ever surfing again. I've seen those th kind of things happen. I've seen people injured. Uh, I've seen people hurt uh, surfing. They've, they've gone to places they shouldn't have gone. They were not near, near as uh, skilled as they should have been uh, in the particular break that they went to and were either hurt or scared or injured or panicked some way. And it created this anxiety on the inside of it. And they, they, they never went to the ocean again. They never went back in the water again. I've literally seen that happen. And they live today in an anxiety because of what happened to them, an event that happened to them that caused them to panic, and now they're so anxious they think, well, I, I'm not ever going to do that again because I'm afraid that might be repeated. But let me tell you something, church. The life and lifestyle that we're entering into in these days and hours, we know very well the Scripture, that which Paul uh, wrote to Timothy, 
about, about the perilous times that we're in. Listen, this is not going to end with the election today. It's not going to end because they come up with a treatment or a vaccine for corona. This is going to be a continual lifestyle of things financially, medically, socially, in our government, in the world, disasters. I think right now uh, of the hurricane season we just had. The people in Louisiana, we pray for them. We've given money to help them. But I can imagine how after that second or third storm, every time some storm come into the Gulf, they begin to panic. And I guarantee you, out of all those storms this year that hit Louisiana, there's going to have to be some people treated for anxiety. I hope they're not believers. I hope they hear the Word of God. I hope the pastors get empowered with the Word so that they can minister that to the believers so that we can be an example to the world of what it's like to live in peace and to live in calm. Listen, all of us go through things. That's, that, that's just the way it is. It, it produces pain, hurt, we panic, we have anxiety. But it's when we do not engage in the answer. And here's the thing. These negative emotions, they show up every day. They show up when we wake up in the morning. They're with us all the way till we go to bed at night. They rob us of our sleep. They give us terrible dreams. You have to make a decision to resist it. All of the resistant scriptures that we teach, when we teach on the authority of the believer, to resist the devil, to actively oppose the devil, to speak the word, devil, it is written, to actually speak to panic and anxiety and anger and say, panic, you're not going to control my life. Anxiety, I'm not going to live with you as an emotion in my life. You are getting out of my life. I'm engaging with the Word of God, and I'm resisting you in the name of Jesus. Listen, this is your total deliverance. These are spiritual problems that cannot be dealt with on the soulish level. Only thing psychiatrists can do, only thing medication can do is put a Band-Aid over it. No, you need to go into the root. You need to go down to the root of it, cut the root of that panic, the root of that anxiety out. And I guarantee you, as you do that, you're going to be free and you're going to be so happy that you engaged, resisted the devil, got your peace back. I like to say it like this. Got your peace back, got your joy back, got your song back, and got your forward momentum back and proceeding down the path of righteousness that God has for your life. God bless you. Tomorrow night's Wednesday night service. Hope to see you in church. Pastor Rusty Martin, we love you.